Millions of people living their lives. People we pass in the street and barely even notice. But in those crowds are ordinary men and women with extraordinary stories to tell. Stories of heroism and hope, of beating the odds and blazing a trail. Those moments of chance that change lives forever. In this series, I'll be traveling across the country, coming face to face with people you may never have met, but whose experiences you'll never forget. These are Welsh lives. Time is precious. We can't reverse it. We can't outrun it. But we can choose how we use it. Because time has a funny way of showing us what really matters. And when those hours, those seconds, hang in the balance, life can suddenly take on a whole new meaning. Catherine Pugh from Wrexham knows the value of time. One single moment that transformed her physically and psychologically. She's survived the unimaginable and has had to rebuild her life step by step, moment by moment. Catherine has defied the odds and she's making the most of her second chance. So you used to come here when you were little? Yeah, so we used to walk a lot as a family. Mm -hmm. And I think my parents just wanted to make sure we weren't watching TV all day. <laughs> so we used to come places like this for walks, to get out of the house. Um, and it was actually one of the first places I learned to walk again. Right, <laughs> after the accident. Yes, after the accident, my mum and my physio brought me here in my wheelchair and I started walking again, so it means quite a lot to me. The biggest thing was trying to learn to do everything again, which was so difficult and it was such a long process. I mean, it took years, realistically, to relearn to do everything again and I'm probably still rehabilitating every day now, um, but that's just something that comes with the trauma and the kind of trauma I had. I was 18 and because I'd skied all my life, I decided to go out to France and work in a ski resort. We had finished our five months working and we were headed home. I called my parents the night before and asked them what I wanted for dinner. <laughs> I gave them instructions because <laughs> I'd missed my mum's food so much. So we all settled in when we sat on the coach with our friends. Um, I was sat right at the front with my boyfriend at the time. The journey is quite notorious simply because it's quite steep and it has these hairpin bends that are really tight bends as you go. And as we came around the last bend, the driver started to shout that there were no brakes and he had no brakes. It's very difficult to describe 
a crash because it must have taken probably 10 seconds, if that, for it all to happen, but I felt like it lasted 10 minutes. The coach almost instantly blew up. Everyone was screaming and I was a light. My boyfriend ran towards me and grabbed me and managed to throw me off the coach. And I remember lying there, feeling this pain, and I lifted up my arm to see what it was that was I could feel. And my arm was multicolored. It was black, red, bloody. Skin wasn't in certain areas that it should have been. But I still didn't understand how much of my body was in the same condition. It turned out that 96% of my body had been burned, so that was everywhere except for my scalp and the soles of my feet. Everywhere else was burned, so my clothes had burned off. I was actually more bothered about the fact that I was laying naked in front of everyone than I was about the fact that I was burnt, which is ridiculous, but in the moment, you kind of worry about the insignificant things. Everyone around me looked terrified. Obviously, I looked like something you would see in a horror film. Katrin was given a one in a thousand chance of survival. She was in a coma for three months and had more than 200 operations. Her mum and brother donated their skin for transplant. Almost all of Katrin's had been burnt away. Against overwhelming odds, Katrin pulled through. And it was then that the hard work really started. I used to cry a lot and I used to be really upset and ask why. And I did used to say things like it would have just been easier if I hadn't made it. Because it would have been easier to not have had to have done all of that rehabilitation. Because it was hard work and it hurt. But the psychological rehabilitation really was where it started and trying to understand that I could make progress. And then in terms of the physical, it was the baby steps. It was things like looking at my thumb and trying to will it to move. She found it very, very difficult in the beginning. And it was hard to see my daughter going through that. It was hard for all of us mm -hmm. to see it. I had to feed her, I dressed, had to dress her, I had to shower her, I was to take her to the toilet, I was to do everything, put her to bed, everything in the beginning. She's never had full mobility in her right hand and she's had amputations on her left hand. So she'd had to relearn how to do everything again with her hands. But she's been determined that she's not going to let it stop her do anything. The danger was that she'd hide herself in the house, um, but she's never wanted to do that. She's never done it. I feel life is normal for all of us again, and that's how it should be. It was such a massive ordeal. I was 19, going on 20, and I was covered in scars. And it's not like we live in a world where 
looking completely different is accepted because people are supposed to look a certain way. So as a young woman with all of those <laughs> differences, um, it was scary, it was really scary. But scars tell a story and they're proof of something that you've been through and they're proof of a battle that you've won. Katrin wears her scars with pride. She's become the face of a global beauty brand. She's hit the catwalk as a model at London Fashion Week. And she's an ambassador for a charity that supports people of all ages who look different. So life is completely different five and a half years on from the accident that I was involved in. I'm studying physiotherapy at King's College London and mm -hmm. it's a life I never thought I would have. You know, at one point I couldn't even write, so studying for me seemed like such a faraway dream. In 2013, when I woke up from that coma, I never thought I would experience again. But here I am today in 2019 and my world has completely changed and it's been for the better. No matter what happens, I want to help people. I want to give that determination to other people. And if I can do that, then I feel like the second chance that I got, I'm doing the best that I can with it.